Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks presented by the Ford F-Series. I'm Daniel Jeremiah, and we have a, a big show coming up today. We've also got to fill you in if you're just checking us out. We've got podcasts for you three days a week. You go to NFL.com slash podcast. You can check out the Move the Sticks podcast. You can check out all of our videos. This is coming down Sunday night. We have one Tuesday. We have one Thursday. Uh, if you want to check those out, NFL.com slash podcast, as well as go to NFL.com slash MTS video. You can find all the Move the Sticks goodness. As you can notice, I'm by myself here today. My partner, Bucky Brooks, who's always with me, is not here today. He's tended to some, some family business, but I've got a, a nice fill-in here to jump in today. Lance Zierlein from Houston joins the show with a hideous orange jacket on. But Lance, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, I'm, I do a lot better. I'm, actually, I'm doing I, I have a better jacket on than you do, so I'm doing just fine. But do you though? That's debatable. You, really? Yeah, Sully likes it because it's that. <laughs> is it a Tennessee? Can you scroll? Can no, you... it's Clemson Orange. Forget the Adidas thing. It's Clemson Orange. I'm not claiming Tennessee. It's a new era Tennessee football, Lance. Uh, anyways, hey, we got a we got a big show. We're not we're not easing you into the lineup here. We've got a beefy show. A lot of stuff to get to. Uh, Going to chat about the return of Aaron Rodgers. Are the Philadelphia Eagles still the favorites in the NFC? Some breakout rookies that were selected outside the first round. I know you're already cranking on this year's draft prospects. We're going get, to get you back on last year's guys and how they've done. Uh, but the first thing we need to talk about here, the return of Aaron Rodgers, Lance. This is a team that's been able to kind of hold serve under Brett Hundley. They're still in contention. Now they get their, their big-time quarterback back off that collarbone injury. He's going to start against the Panthers. Expectations for you, Aaron Rodgers, in this ballgame are what? Uh, I'm expecting him to do well. I think it's very similar to what we saw in 2013 when he came back. Now, granted, it's collarbone, throwing shoulder. I don't think Aaron Rodgers comes back unless he's ready to roll. And you know, when he came back in that must-win game, game, uh, game 16, week 17, back in 2013 against the Bears, he put up 319 yards passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions. It wasn't vintage Aaron Rodgers but it was good enough to beat the Bears and get into the playoffs that year. Well, here we are in a must-win situation again, and, and I think Aaron Rodgers would not be out there if he wasn't ready to fling it around and if he was going to be limited. So I'm expecting a good Aaron Rodgers, and I think he can take advantage of this Carolina secondary. So I think we're going to see Aaron Rodgers you know, maybe at 85% of what he usually is, which might be enough. 
Yeah, I think you're going to see a little bit of rust he's going to have to knock off in the first half of this game. I think you'll see him get loose, and you'll start to see him let it fly a little bit. I would imagine a little some quick hitters going to try and protect him from himself because one of the things he does so well is extend plays and create things down the field. I think you'd see them try and get the ball out of his hand a little bit early. I think it's just going to be a little bit of an adjustment period. I, I don't doubt he's the best quarterback in the National Football League, but I just don't think you miss this much time jump right in there and start cranking. Yeah, I know he's done it in the past. I just think against a pretty good Carolina defense, that's a big ask. It is a big ask. However, my question to you would be, does Carolina have, you know, do they have enough to, to overwhelm the Green Bay Packers? And I, you know, I, I'm not sure how Carolina is really doing it, to be honest with you. They have no thousand yard rusher this year. That's not going to happen. They're not going to have a thousand yard receiver this year. Um, it's not like they're a dominant, dominant defense when you look at it statistically. I know Cam is running for more yards per carry than he ever has. And that's been one of the things that's really helped them out and helped out that running game. But you know, I think Aaron Rodgers just has to be okay. A guy you were high on, Jamal Williams, starting to put together a nice season for the Green Bay Packers. And I remember you were somebody who was kind of high on him during the draft process. They're getting him involved in the passing game as well. So I I, I don't want to – you've got all your firepower at Green Bay there. You now have a, a running back who's catching some passes out of the backfield. I think Aaron Rodgers has been through enough in the past to know how he can manage a game and avoid some of the pitfalls uh, that Carolina will, will throw at you defensively. So, you know, I, yes, he's going to have to – to fight through some rust, but I don't think it's going to be that debilitating. I, I definitely give him a chance of having a game here, and they've got to win. Let's face it, this is must-win for the Packers. Yeah, they've got to win. We flip it over to the Panthers. To me, the reason that this is going to be a tough matchup for the Packers, forget about their defense going up against Aaron Rodgers. I look at how gross this Packers defense has been, and I look at how, how bad they looked last week against the Cleveland Browns who raced out uh, to 21 points. And I think Cam Newton, watching the way he's run, you touched on it a little bit, becoming more involved. When he wants to be Superman and take off, what he did to Sandejo in the hole the other day when he got that 50-plus yard run, quarterbacks that big and that strong are not supposed to make safeties miss at full speed like he does. When he decides he wants to do those Cam Newton-type things, nobody's going to stop him. And I don't think this Green Bay Packers defense is going to be able to stop him either. And you talk about the not, not having a 1,000-yard rusher. They spread it around a little bit with Cam. You see Christian McCaffrey get sprinkled in there. I think Jonathan Stewart's gotten a nice little rhythm the last couple weeks and got rolling. And then last week, the Cleveland Browns, Josh Gordon, big physical wide receiver, had some success against the Packers this week. Devin Funches having a phenomenal season. They, they felt so confident in him, they shipped Kelvin Benjamin off. He's emerged to me as, as a true number one wide receiver for this ball club. Yeah, I think he. Uh, I think he's definitely. If he's not there, he's headed in that in that direction. You know, I do want to say, Jonathan Stewart also had like a sixty-five yard run, which helped pad the total a little bit. It's not like he was just don't hey, don't away. don't be don't be that guy. You know, hey, other than the I three mean, other than the three hundred yard returns, he didn't do anything in that game. You know, you take I mean, those three plays like, out. It's not like he's if loaded you take up away the five touchdown year. passes I mean, in that game, he did not do anything. Don't be that guy, Lance Zerline. No, he did something. He had two touchdowns right there in the first quarter. I mean, he helped them jump out. I'm just saying, do you think this is sustainable for the Carolina Panthers? I, low key, one of the most surprising things uh, in Panthers football this year has been that Cam Newton has started to run again and run successfully. You mentioned that what he did to Sandejo in the hole. 
I thought Cam Newton's days of running were, you know, were doing this. It looked like it statistically. He was doing what all older quarterbacks, when you get older and you you put away those those running cleats and you sit in a pocket. This has been very surprising. He's going to end up with over 600 yards rushing this, this year. He's at 5.9 yards a carry, which is the highest it's ever been, eclipsing his rookie mark of 5.8 yards a carry. And I think one of the reasons for that is because Cam said, look, I'm not the passer I was a couple of years ago. I've got to find other ways to win. He's a competitor, and he's doing one of the things that he's been able to rely on since his days at Auburn. And uh, it's been a huge part of Carolina's success in getting to nine wins where they are right now because I don't think they played like a nine-win team. They don't feel like a nine-and-four team to me. Yeah, they just get it done somehow. we got to pick this thing quick here. Who do you like? I like Green Bay. Yeah, I Aaron Rodgers' return. Yeah, that's not happening. I'm going to go Carolina on that one. The fact you're wearing that Tennessee jacket makes me feel good about my pick. Uh, by the way, that's a good game, but that is not the biggest game of the week. That, without question, is the Patriots and the Steelers. Down to the goal line. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. Kukwankowski, touchdown, Patriots. Fake. He's going to throw it. And it's a touchdown. Look out. Well, Dalton is buried. And New England increases its lead. A quick stop and we put that ball in seven hands right here. Y'all know what's up. Down the near sideline. That is Antonio Brown again over the shoulder. Hines Field is in a frenzy. Doesn't get much better than this when you're talking about the Patriots and the Steelers in what I think is going to be a preview of the AFC Championship game. Uh, Lance, we start with this ball game. I think we got to start with Tom Brady and ask, do we think he can come back from what was a really disappointing game against the Miami Dolphins? Well, I think he can bounce back, but one of the real keys here, you look at what the Dolphins did, which is crowd his receivers with some big corners, and the Steelers can do some similar things as well. And, you know, Miami does not rush the passer like the Pittsburgh Steelers can rush the passer. So this is going to be a challenge for Tom Brady because he is going to have people in his face all game long and you know finding his number one big target that's going to be the real key here he couldn't do it last week obviously yeah no Gronk last week he does come back this week and we try and think about what the difference is and what Gronk can mean to this offense that struggled last week really man beaters they needed some man beaters Julian Edelman was their number one man beater he's out for the season but then it's Gronk and what he can do not having him last week, I thought they got kind of suffocated. When you look at the tape of what we're able to see when you break down Gronk, a couple of things jump out to me is, look, the way you can employ him, you want to put him out wide at wide receiver. You see him right here lined up, and you bring out a safety, Micah Hyde. This is where Gronk has that size matchup advantage. Little slant, he's got Hyde on his back. There's no separation, but he's just too big and too strong for a safety to handle out there on the perimeter. So now you flex him out in the slot. You're going to get him lined up on a linebacker here in Preston Brown. Got a two-high safety look. He's going to run right by the linebacker, split the safeties, and end up getting a nice chunk play down the middle of the field. So he's that classic dilemma. You're going to put a safety on him. His size is too much. You're going to run a linebacker over the top. He's going to run right by him. Tom Brady will have some man beaters at his disposal with the 87 out on the field this week. Well, there's no question. I mean, Gronkowski, is uh, he's a problem. Yeah, for any team that's faced him, he has been. Tom Brady's stats show that when Gronk is on the field, Tom Brady is a different quarterback. I think one of the things to me that is is going to make it a challenge for, for Tom Brady and that offense is that 
you know, Green, that uh, the New England Patriots are not that stout from guard to guard. And we've seen, we saw the Texans in the playoffs last year exploit that, and then teams in the playoffs started to try to exploit that. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, even with Shazier out, I think they can exploit that. I think they can get push along the interior the same way Miami did. And, and I think it's going to be a challenge for Tom Brady. Now, at the end of the day, I do expect Tom Brady to put numbers up because Gronk is there. It's rare that he doesn't when 87's in the lineup. I look at this Steelers team, I don't think they're going to be able to mimic what the Dolphins did, and I think you mentioned it, Shazier not being out there. This team with the Patriots, running backs in, in, in the passing route, out in the flat, you're going to look at tight ends, obviously with Gronk involved. They're going to stress the middle of this defense, this linebacking core for the Steelers. I don't see them being able to match up down in, down out with the tight ends and the running backs in this game. I don't think Tom Brady's going to have to hold the ball. We'll let Brandon Cooks get vertical down the field. This is going to be death by a million paper cuts underneath with tight ends and backs. And that's how they got back into it last week. I mean, they started when Tom started checking down a little bit more, they had that success. But I don't know, DJ. This is really I think we've got more dudes on defense here for the Steelers in their front seven than Miami does. So I'm not sure how that changes the issues the Patriots have up front. All right, let's uh, let's get into what type of game you think this is gonna be. So just predicting a score here. You see this a low scoring game, a high scoring game? Is it a is it a blowout one side or the other? What kind of game do you think we're gonna see? Well, I mean, you look at the New England Patriots secondary, I, I can't say that I think it's going to be low scoring. I think the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have success. I think Tom Brady keeps pace. I think it's going to be a shootout, and I don't really care what the weather's going to be. We'll make shootout maybe a relative term, but uh, I do think it's going to be a higher scoring game, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is going to be a shootout. I know, look, there's a call for maybe some, some rain in this one, but I, I think this is kind of a classic 35-31 type game. Maybe when they meet again in the postseason, we see that score come down a little bit, but I, I'm with you, Lance. I think this is going to be a big-time shootout. Who do you like winning the game? Uh, I like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it's going to rain touchdowns. Oh, hey. You appreciate that. Nice. You appreciate the dad joke. Nicely done. Uh, I'm going to go with the Patriots on this one. Tom Brady losing two games in a row. I don't care if they're on the road. I think they uh, they find a way to win in this shootout. It's going to be a fun one to watch, so definitely the game of the week. Although there are some other good ones we can get to yeah. here. Chargers-Chiefs. This is Saturday, uh, 8.30 Eastern on NFL Network. Uh, this is going to be a big one. I think this game goes a long way in deciding who wins this division. Not it up right now. It's a huge game, and that division, boy, it has not played out like we thought it did. Obviously, it was going to with what's happened with the Raiders. Uh, the Chiefs looked like they were going to run away from everyone. That hasn't happened. The Chargers have shown up all of a sudden. This is very quietly turning into one of the more anticipated games of the week. And I didn't think I'd say that a couple of weeks ago, but that's what the Chargers have done to this game. Yeah, it's, this is must-see TV. Player to watch for me in this one for the Chargers, I'm going to go Hunter Henry. Saw him get involved a little bit last week. Keenan Allen has been money. Him and Phillip Rivers have a connection, no doubt. But that's going to draw attention on the outside. No Eric Berry there for the entire season, really, for the Chiefs. I think there's some opportunities for Hunter Henry, especially to stretch the field, get down the seam. I think he's got a chance to have a big game in this one. Yeah, he had a big one last week, but so did Chris Jones. And to me, that's the player that I think I would would be my guy to watch there. I think Chris Jones, who had another big game, he had three sacks last week. And Chris Jones has the ability to just physically overwhelm people. And when you look at the Chargers' offensive line, to me, that is where you can exploit them. And I think Chris Jones uh, being in the quarterback's face for much of the day, Phillip Rivers not really a mobile quarterback and doesn't like people you know, uh, up in his face, I think he's the real key to this one. Get in there, pressure that offensive line, make Phillip Rivers uncomfortable, and, and, and go set the tone early on. I think he's the key in this one. All right, so who do you like in this game? KC, I'm I'm sure we're on the same side again here, right? Golly, you know we I mean? don't agree on we're anything. We're both Chiefs. 
Yeah, well, no, Chiefs? I'm, I'm going Chargers. Uh, Chargers have a better D-line. They've got a better quarterback. When it starts getting into crunch time, those are the two factors I'm looking at. I like Chris Jones, but I'll take the boys uh, in. I guess they won't be in baby blue because they'll be on the road. But uh, I do like the Chargers in that one. It's going to be a fun game. Another divisional game to keep an eye on this week, Rams at Seahawks. This is a 405 Eastern game on Fox. Player to watch for me in this one, Lance, I'm going to go Cooper Cup. I mean, this guy, we talked about him so much in the run-up to the draft last year. He was on path to the draft every week. We got to know him really well. And to me, doing their preseason games, seeing how Jared Goff had trust in him from day one, we've just seen that continue to grow in key spots and key situations when they've got to have it. Cooper Cup has been that guy. How about Cooper Cup? It's a no-doubter since about week two. You saw him and you said, yep, he's going to hit. He's going to be a draft hit. He's one of those guys you knew right away when the season started. It's not too big for him moving up from eastern Washington. Uh, that's a good one, DJ. I think for me, though, my player to watch here is going to be Russell Wilson. And it seems obvious, but why I'm saying Russell Wilson is because, boy, Wade Phillips can find so many ways to get after you defensively. And you look at you look at who they have uh, up front and how they're overmatching the Seattle Seahawks offensive line. Russell Wilson is going to have to create passing opportunities for himself with those legs. And to me, if Russell Wilson is not, you know, on point, that is going to be a hard game for them to win. I mean, he has to be upper echelon. So to me, he has got to be my player to watch, even though it's the obvious choice. I can't. I'm not a fan of those highlighter green uniforms. When we see some of these highlights here, by the way, just not a fan. You know, I, I love them. I uh, love those highlighter colors. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're definitely rocking the orange highlighter today. Who do you like in this game? Who wins it? I'm going to go Seattle. I think this is a game where Seattle steps up and 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 rises to the occasion. It's it's a must win situation for them as well. I mean, they're getting into that territory with so many over there in the NFC. I think Seattle's going to going to be the team to beat this one. Yeah, it's interesting because you told everybody before you thought it was going to be the Rams. So the guys Let's have the Rams. No, yeah, no, this no. is the thing. I no. have I have I Seattle. And you you guys you feel so bad cuz you don't agree with any of my picks. You come on my podcast, you don't agree with anything that I say, and then some of that guilt started seeping through that ugly orange jacket and it got into your soul and now you're with me. Now you're picking Seattle. You know, I was right? thinking about this. I was thinking about this. I kind of like the Rams in this one. The more Yuck. I think about, gross. All right, so you're that's Seattle, fine. right? I went I'll Seattle. I, I like the Rams. I, this is going to be a good competitive game. But you just you're, you're just flopping around like a fish on the deck right now. I mean, it's not not helping me at all. <laughs> what do you want from me? It's Seattle. It's, you never know what you're going to get from week to week. Oh, the fish market featuring uh, Lance Zierlein. All right, it, for for more picks, and I trust me, they will be solid picks on one side or the other. Check out the NFL Pick'em Show. This is uh, something we've been doing for a couple years now. We really enjoy it. The times this week: Saturday, 5 a.m. and 8 a.m. Eastern time on NFL Network. That's the Damashek podcast around the NFL. Uh, Bucky, myself, Game Theory, and Money. You can check out our picks for all of the NFL games this weekend. That's NFL Pick'em. All right, Lance, let's keep things rolling here. It's time now for Push Past the Expected, presented by Visa. Talking some guys that need to step up and go above and beyond in Week 15. Uh, let's go to a piece here. Who do you like? Uh, I'll start off with Devontae Freeman. I mean, if you want to win as the Atlanta Falcons, you got to start getting Devontae Freeman involved in this. Devontae Freeman was a huge part, not just in the running game, but maybe more importantly, the passing game. Uh, this year, he's about 350 yards off his pace from last year, maybe even more. So for me, getting Devontae Freeman to be become a bigger part of the offense, and once again, not just as a running back, but also a pass catcher, I think he's got to step up. And, uh, and 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 push past, and, and that's a big part of whether or not the, the Falcons are going to be able to get in is getting 24 going again. Especially if they're going to make a run if they do get into the postseason. going to have to do it 
on Devontae Freeman's legs. I'm going to go stay at the running back position. I'm going to go Rod Smith for the Cowboys, who had a big game last week against the Giants. Can he duplicate it again? They have to hold serve for one more week until they get Ezekiel Elliott back, and you know with some of the injuries inside the NFC, it's wide open right now. Another big game from Rod Smith against the Oakland Raiders on Sunday night would be huge for the Cowboys and their chances of getting the postseason. It's nice having an offensive line, isn't it? Yeah, no kidding, huh? Not too bad at all. Give me another name. How about Stephon Diggs, uh, wide receiver from the my, uh, the uh, Minnesota Vikings? Stephon Diggs, you know, he's having a solid year. He's actually got two more touchdowns than he had last year, believe it or not, five to three. But Thielen's become the guy. I mean, he's clearly the guy, but I think you have to have more than just the guy. You've got to have the other guy show up. And at some point, I think you're going to need Diggs to step up and become a bigger weapon within that offense, especially with the running game. I think it can be a little bit shaky with that offensive line up front. So I think Diggs stepping up and giving Keenum another target that he can count on for a high-volume catch game is, is big. I'm going to go with Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I'm going to stay again at the receiver position, kind of piggybacking positions here. My favorite player to watch last week, I know they lost the game, Josh Gordon, for what he did for the Cleveland Browns. He's must-see TV right now. This is a winless oh ball goodness. club, but he is such a talented dude. Size, speed, look at the catch radius here on the touchdown he hauled in against the Packers. He's must-see TV. He's got to step up. If the Browns are going to somehow get a win coming down the stretch here, it starts this game against Baltimore, Josh Gordon will be a big part of it. And, uh, you know, like our buddy Bucky, he called it earlier this week, the Browns are going to win this game. If that's going to happen – Josh Gordon's going to have to definitely push past the expected. Boy, Coleman together with Gordon now. By the way, who does he remind you of? Who's Coleman? Who's, I mean, uh, Gordon, who's your comp on Gordon from a player in the past? I said he's Mike Evans with a turbo jet strapped to his back. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, he he's looks as he's player. the closest thing to Julio Jones that we have in the league right now. So, uh, Absolutely. He's, he's a phenomenal athlete. But that, that again, that was uh, push past the expected – presented by Visa, four guys that definitely need to step up if they're going to get a win this week for their teams. All right, let's jump over to the NFC and the storyline that we've been following all week. And you see Nick Foles here, uh, the numbers he's put together during his career. He's taken over for Carson Wentz after the injury. You see the numbers here, Lance. Uh, Nick Foles, in terms of backup quarterbacks, one of the better in the league, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I'd say so. I think that's fair. I mean, you look at the numbers here. He's 20-16 and 16 as a starter, almost 60% of his passes completed, 50 touchdowns, 26 picks, pass rating of 86.4. I know he had the big we, season with Chip Kelly, the 27 yeah. touchdowns, two picks, kind of skews the numbers. But hang with me for a second here. I want okay. you to sit back, relax, get your pen out, get your paper out. Um, if you have time to – this actually you would have time to change jackets if you wanted to. You could take that hideous orange jacket off and get something else. Well, I'm sell, gonna me, go, sell me, DJ. I'm going to go on sell a little me. thing here. The Eagles are still the favorite in the NFC. Now, don't laugh. I want you to hear me out here for a second. We'll start off here with Nick Foles and what he can bring to the table for this football team. I think he's one of the better backups in the league. He can operate inside this offense efficiently. Talk about being able to get the ball out of your hand quick. Just distribute it to some of the playmakers you have on the outside. Alshon Jeffrey, who doesn't have to create separation to be open. You can so throw up some of those 50-50 balls. That's easy. Nelson Aguilar on the slot who can uncover, uh, give you some quick completion. So I think there's some layups built into this system. Then you go to the running game. They make that trade for Jay Ajayi. They've got three guys now with LeGarrette Blunt, Jay Ajayi, and to me the best of the bunch has been Clement, the undrafted rookie uh, out of Wisconsin. He's been outstanding. So you can rely on the run game. 
Then you flip it over to the defensive side of the ball. One of the best defenses in the league. I know the Rams had a big game against them last week. But overall, week in, week out, this is a defensive line that can take over a game. They can dominate. They can generate turnovers, as they did against the Rams last week that generated points. The X factor here, I'm going to give you a couple. First of all, Sidney Jones was back practicing with the team. You made the trade to go get a corner with the Buffalo Bills. You bring over Darby. Now you get Sidney Jones practicing. There's a chance he gets in the last game or two and gets ready for the postseason. You throw another very, very talented corner in the mix. And then last week, they found a way to win that game against the Rams without Zach Ertz. They're going to get him back, and he becomes another player that can be a friend to the quarterback in Nick Foles. So I look at the fact this team's going to probably have home field advantage throughout in the NFC, going to get two home games. I, I think they're still the favorite in the NFC. Ooh, I can't say you sold me. You just mentioned what? a player who had an Achilles, a rookie cornerback coming off an Achilles injury. He's going to be but back. But you can't, but you can't get behind Brett, uh, behind Aaron Rodgers because he might be rusty. But you'll go with the rookie. He's going to be a off. third or fourth corner for him. He doesn't have to play a starring role. It's just another added but, added piece. And Foles, who's twenty three touchdowns, twenty interceptions. The last average season he had was two thousand fourteen. We're going to rely on that quarterback. I, I totally agree about him being a good backup. But you're going to re- rely on that quarterback to lead this team. Do they have enough running game if they need to? If Foles doesn't step up and play well, can they run the ball well enough? You know, can they play? Can they do what the Rams can do, which is run the ball, which is play great defense? Everything you said about the Philadelphia Eagles, I would say about the Rams. Only you had Wentz over Golf. Well, now you don't have that. Quick question for you here. When uh, Nick Foles came into the game last week, I believe they were playing, yeah, the Rams, the team you're just talking about. He entered the game. Were the, were the Eagles winning or losing at that point in time? I can't, I can't, I can't remember that. What's that? Oh, yeah, they were losing to the Rams. Oh, yeah, okay. And then they and won. They, and they ended up winning. And they won. Question, did uh, Zach Ertz play in that game? Zach Ertz, one of the three best tight ends in the NFL right now, three to four. He's coming back. That's yeah. fine. So they get him back. I and wonder what's going to happen. Oh, when by the way, where was little... that game? Where was that? It was in Philly. No, 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 no. It's no, right. It was no, in it Los was Angeles. In... Yeah, yeah. Well, right. no, 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 yeah. It no, was no, no, in no, 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 no. That was in was Philadelphia in West. West. Doesn't for matter. Sure. But you take Philly you West. take you take an LA team and you put them in Philadelphia weather with Philadelphia fans. It's a it's even it's even more hostile than it was in that somewhat West Coast Philadelphia home game. They were a great story, and I give Philadelphia a chance to get all the way to the NFC Championship game. I just don't think they can win it without Wentz. I really don't. Uh, Foles isn't Wentz. I like everything that you were selling, but you can't convince me that, that Foles is going to be able to do this. Question, just, question for you. The, the Broncos just won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. I know, the name, I know the name of Peyton Manning has got a lot of sizzle to it. What, what was your take on how well Peyton Manning played on that football team, and how, what was his role in that team winning a championship? He was incredible. Uh, leadership, uh, his ability to understand when not to throw the, you know, throw the interception. Uh, Peyton was a great in the locker room. Was unbelievable. Great meeting rooms. Uh, checked to run plays efficiently and effectively. I mean, he did everything, and he still had a cannon. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, are we really doing the we've Peyton Manning thing with Foles? We, we've seen, we've seen a defense carry a team to a Super Bowl in the last, what, three years? We've seen it happen. This defense uh, is yeah. capable of doing that. They're going to be at home. Manning, Two home games. He, Two home games. He, you, I, I would have respected you more if you would have said Trent Dilfer and the 2000, 2001 Ravens. I would have maybe gotten behind you there, except they don't have the Ravens defense. They've only got to win two games to get there. Uh, two games against Case Keenum, 
and a team they've already beaten on the road this year in the, in the Rams. Please, or Drew Brees, or Drew Brees outside in cold own weather. Case Keenum. Please keep doing that. <laughs> you love Case Keenum. All right, I couldn't convince you. That's fine. You like the Rams as the favorite. Uh, I like the Rams. I just think that I like the Eagles a little bit better here. Uh, let's jump into these rookies here and check out the rookie leader, leaderboards by position. We haven't done this in a while. We like to do this on the video show, show the folks at home who's doing what. Passing yards-wise, Deshaun Kaiser leading the way. Look at Watson still second there, 1,699 yards, 19 touchdowns and eight picks and just such limited action. Trubisky, only six touchdown passes this year, but playing better football. We look at the rushing yards here. Lance, you see Kareem Hunt there, over 1,000 yards right now. Any of those rookie running backs jump off that board to you? Well, I mean, you know, Alvin Kamara, who you and I had talked about, his tape against uh, Texas A&M when he was at Tennessee, yes. shout out to the Vols because of my jacket, was maybe the best game tape that we saw for any running back at all in a draft process. And the tape didn't lie, DJ. Alvin Kamara is just as electric for the Saints on the ground and through the air as we saw in the pre-draft run-up. Um, they, they stole Alvin Kamara where they got him, the Saints did. And uh, to me, he jumps right off the page because he's given the Saints something they haven't had in a long, long time. And I think that's why, you know, we're sitting here talking about the Rams and we're talking about the, the Falcons. But, man, the Saints are major, major players, and Kamara's a big reason for that. Yeah, you see on this board here, 608 rushing yards. We look at the receiving leaders. You're going to see Kamara again there, 639 receiving yards, second behind Cooper Cup. And his 783 yards, Evan Ingram right behind them. Juju Smith-Schuster and Christian McCaffrey round out the group of receiving leaders. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Sack-wise here, Carl Lawson, 7.5. T.J. Watt, 6. Miles Garrett mm. missed some time, but him and Derek Barnett each with 5. And Tack McKinley also with 5 sacks. Interception-wise, Malik Hooker feels like he hadn't played in, a, in what, 6 months. He still leads with 3 interceptions here, Lance. Yeah, he does. The guy you had on the last page, Carl Lawson, He's a really interesting one. You know, you and I do a lot of this draft stuff. We knew Malik Hooker could take the ball away, for example. That's a guy with an elite skill set. But when we look at these rookies, Carl Lawson was a guy who, to me, was really kind of stiff, not real bendy, but he was very, very explosive. And, uh, man, seven and a half sacks. I I may have been a little light on Carl Lawson in the draft process. Hold your thought there because we're going to get to Carl Lawson here in just a second because I want to talk about some players drafted outside the first round who have really broken out and exceeded their draft slot here. I'll start off. We talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. Jamal Williams, the way he's come on for the Green Bay Packers, things I loved about him. First of all, I love when he came in the studio and got to visit with him. I love uh, his personality and and just uh, everything he brings to the table. Saw him in the bowl game against Wyoming and fell in love with him. You're seeing it with the Packers. He runs with with vision. He runs with balance. He's got power. He can help you out in the pass game a little bit. He's not going to wow you with a lot of 50, 60-yard runs, but he turns more two, three-yard runs into 9, 10, 11, 12-yard runs. Just the power. He's a tenacious runner. I love what he's doing with the Packers right now. Yeah, you see those 3.7 yards per carry, not impressive, but what he's given them is some grind, and they needed a grinder. Right there, that touchdown right there is what he does. He is a guy who can move piles, so he's not the most wiggle, you know, wiggle-tastic running back. He's not going to make you miss a whole lot, but what you mentioned is he's not a east-west guy. He is a north-south guy, and that's something the Packers have really needed while Humley's been in there. All right, give me one here. Drafted outside the first round is broken out. Uh, you want to go Juju? We yeah, go let's go Juju. Juju. Let's go, go Juju. Juju. I honestly, I even though Juju tried to hate on me through Twitter because I said something about was him that your report? Was that your report that he tweeted yeah, out? And you know what? I'm right. By the way, Juju. Okay, here he is. 
outrun the – oh, look at him outrunning safeties. Congratulations, Juju. You're supposed – Glover Quinn is now 39 years old. Of course you're outrunning him. I looked up Quandre Diggs. I think he ran like like low 4.6 or high 4.5. Actually, after I saw that play, I looked it up. I was like, man, was I wrong on his speed? I looked it up. I was like, nah, he's a, he's a 4.6 guy. Juju's got – he just has been saving that one in his back pocket. But in all honesty, <laughs> I love Juju in the draft pocket. I, in the draft – Run up, I loved him because he's he reminded me of Anquan Bolden. He's tough, he's physical, um, he's a Steeler. I mean, he's got some of that Steeler vibe to him, and I think he's given some swagger back to the Steelers wide receiving core when it used to be Antonio Brown and a bunch of drops last year. This is a guy who can not only hang on to it, but he's I don't know, he's added some Heinz Ward toughness to him. I really like what Juju's done. Are we each gonna do one more guy? Forgive me behind the glass, but I have to take advantage of this opportunity. For those that don't know, Lance writes all the draft profiles on NFL.com. So every single player he writes watches the over 500 guys puts in a ton of work and does that I just released a top 50 I mean I'll probably end up watching 300 or so guys Lance does incredible work on NFL.com but you've created several enemies with players so you just mentioned yes. Juju the who give me one more player who's just become increasingly hostile towards you during the draft process oh well uh let's see he plays for my dad's team he was a he was a face up squared up hard try rusher he goes by the name of Marcus Golden from the Arizona Cardinals Marcus Golden this is my first year doing draft profiles, write-ups. He was probably one of my first 20 players I wrote up, and okay. now I'm up to almost 2,000. He has taken that draft profile, and he has it in his locker. Like, <laughs> he's brought it up two or three occasions. I think somebody told him, hey, that's Coach Z's son. Uh, who's Coach Z? Oh, the offensive line coach. All right, I'll delete the tweet. But I know for a fact he's not happy <laughs> that I said he was a try-hard rusher and I diminished his skills. Let's see. Tease Tabor, not a fan of mine. Yes. Quincy Wilson called me the most hating old man that he's ever seen. So, um, hey, maybe you really are a Tennessee fan. <laughs> Killing all the Florida I, I, guys. Yeah, so Juju Smith, yeah, all the Florida guys are trying to hate on me. And listen, Quincy, when you can actually cover somebody man-to-man, we'll, you know, wow. we'll talk. I'm looking, Jeez. I'm looking forward to your move to safety like I projected, where I said you were a good player and probably be a second-round safety. You were a second-round corner. You know, I'm just I'm just getting it back. All right, hold up. Hold I wanted to succeed. Guys behind the glass, I just took a detour right now, but well worth it. I mean, is Yes, that, that uh, was 100% worth it. Yeah, that was awesome. Definitely well worth it there. All right, uh, let's go a couple more guys here outside the first round have had big years. Eddie Jackson, somebody who was injured at Alabama, has plugged in with the Bears and done – Exactly what he did in college. Not the biggest guy, not the fastest guy, but he is a ball magnet. You talk about playing balls in the air. Tip balls are always going to fall in his lap. He's always around the football, forcing fumbles, making things happen. This Bears team has got a long way to go to be where they want to be. But Eddie Jackson, I think, is a nice building piece for them. Reminds me of Eric Weddle and that it just doesn't – the ball. if a ball pops up in the air, number 39 is there to catch it. He is always around the football. You know, I thought it was lucky at Alabama – and then he'd turn them into touchdowns. And, he, of course, he had punt returns for touchdowns. It's just not luck all the time. Awareness, um, being around the ball, being where you're supposed to be. Eddie Jackson has a knack for it. He had a knack for it in college. And it's just it, – there's too many of these seasons like this, DJ, where it's for it to be luck. It's just not luck. It, he just makes things happen. All right, give me your take on Carl Lawson, who you briefly touched on. So Carl Lawson – so we do this, DJ. Carl Lawson, I thought Terrell Basham and Carl Lawson were very similar players coming out. Um, as you can see right there, he's not a guy that's going to flip his hips over the corner. He's a straight-up rusher, a face-up rusher, but he's a hard-trying, hard-playing, explosive player. And so Carl Lawson has used parlay that explosion and that 
second effort as a rusher, that that second pass rush that that he can generate to really um, have a much better rookie season than I expected. Seven and a half sacks this year. And it just goes to show you, like Marcus Golden, you know, try hard guys who never stop and who have some explosiveness, those guys get there in the league too. They don't all have to look like Miles Garrett. Yeah, that's not going to work. Marcus Golden still hates your guts. Nice no, try, though. Nice try, though. I've tried to suck up. It's it's nothing. Jordan Lewis was mad at me. I forgot about Jordan Lewis was mad. I didn't put him in my top ten corners or safeties last year, and yep. he held a grudge during the offseason. Uh, my list consists of basically Michael Thomas, and that was about it. And he was right. I, I give it to him. That's the same. <laughs> Michael Thomas slid into your DMs, uh, he and he actually happy. was right. Yeah, he was, he was right on that one. Uh, let's get to some college bowl game picks, something I'm looking forward to doing because I think we can show the standings here. Lance, you'll appreciate this. You're going to get your first crack at some college picks, but I have been way down on this list all year long. And look at the comeback. Tied for second place with Sully. At 108 and 48, Kent only two games ahead of me. Uh, Bucky's there in fourth place, going to need a heck of a bowl season to catch up. But Lance, we're going to give you a crack at this thing. You're 0 and 0, buddy. You got a chance, winning percentage wise. Uh, you could claim a title here. I guess that's something to go for. Bucky is terrible. Wow. No, Bucky likes to go. He likes to swing for the fences, man. He goes big. He goes big. Trying to catch up. He got yeah, down. That's right. He got up. down early, and whoa, did he swing for the fences? Yeah. Once a couple you get weeks. down early, then you know he's he's you know he's all in on uh, Austin P. Uh, yeah. Let's go uh, games of the week here. Boise State, Oregon. This is our two-point game of the week, the best bowl game of the weekend here. Who do you like in this one, Lance? I like Boise, and here's why. Oregon just lost their head coach. And, that you know, that is a big deal to a lot of players. Boise is always – Rippon is a solid quarterback. But one of the things I really like about them is they're usually prepared come bowl season. They're a team that's usually pretty focused. They're going to give you good effort. Royce Freeman, the most prolific running back in FBS history, that's all fine and good. But he's on the way out. You've got a team that is without their head coach. I just think they're going to come out flat. And I know they're like a touchdown favorite in this thing, but I like Boise to step up and rise to the occasion in a bowl season again. I think they're going to be ready to play. I think they want to be there. I'm not sure the same thing can be said for Oregon in this spot. Now, I'm going to go with Oregon. I, Herbert being healthy, when he's been healthy, the quarterback for Oregon, they're a different ball club. you got some balance yeah. there on the ground with Royce Freeman. I think Herbert's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country next year. Uh, you'll be watching him as we go towards the draft in the future, Lance. Uh, Sully, behind the glass, he went with Boise State. Kent is with me on Oregon. Bucky also with me in Oregon. Louisiana Tech, SMU. This is the, the Frisco Bowl. you going to go? What are you doing? You going to make it down to Dallas for that one? I've got things I have to do. That's too bad. Uh, pick I've a winner. i got some uh... – yeah, I got to go to a you taco gotta, truck something. Yeah, you got to go locally buy, now. You got to go buy a new jacket. Um, which guess, team do you like here? Louisiana Tech, SMU. I like SMU in this one. Uh, and there's another team. Let me go contrarian to what I just said. They just lost their head coach, Chad Morris. I just think they have better talent. They've got uh, they've got Lawler off the edge, who's put up huge numbers at defensive end. Uh, Cortland Sutton is going to be one of the most talented wide receivers to come out in this year's draft. I think they just out athlete and uh, an out talent uh, Louisiana Tech. So I like SMU in this one, and it's you know it's kind of a it's a home it's a home game for them, relatively speaking. Giving us a lot more analysis than I thought we were going to get on the Louisiana Tech SMU game. I, look, I'm with him. I'm going to go SMU. All of us going SMU except for Bucky. He's going with Louisiana Tech. He's lone wolfing it on that one. All right, Lance. Uh, Central Michigan, Wyoming. Hopefully, we're going to see Josh Allen play in this ball game for Wyoming. One of the top quarterback prospects in the upcoming draft. But who do you like in this ball game? I like Central Michigan. Better offensive team. Wyoming's been all over the place. Just give me the better offensive team in a bowl game, and uh, and I'll take that all day long. Yeah, I saw Wyoming play earlier this year live, and when Josh Allen was out there, it, it, the offense moved the ball, and he started to get into a little bit of a rhythm after a rough start this season. Does he play in this game? I think that's the deciding factor. I ended up going with Wyoming. Not a lot of conviction there. Sully, Wyoming. Bucky, Wyoming. Kent, 
uh, with you, Lance, on Central Michigan. This one, Lance, is going to determine our friendship going forward. App State, Toledo, and the Dollar General Bowl. Who do you like? Well, I mean, if I've got a chance to go with the team that's a, almost a touchdown underdog that's 8-4, and four, why would I not go with that team? you got to go with App State. They All they do is crank out quarterbacks. That's all they do. That's right. And undrafted free agent tackles like Kendall Lamb, who plays for the Houston Texans. There you go. Well, Used to and country music stars, country music stars. Can you <laughs> can you name the two? Can you name the two country music stars went to App State? Let's go with uh, Keith Whitley. No, I, he maybe he did. I don't know, but not the one that I'm thinking nope. of. No, two current um, young guys. Uh, I'm not as up on the country music scene as this jacket. Wow, might yeah, that's 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 misleading. By the way you're dressed, I'm gonna go. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, guys behind the glass. Any guesses? Eric Church. Eric Church is one. So. Yep. Anyone give me another one? And, oh. oh, Sully. This is guys like an expert. Yeah. Oh, Sully no. has a mustache for those that can't see the show right yeah. now. Yeah. He's from he's, I know Kenny Chesney went to ETSU, but close. No. Yeah. But not the Southern the old Southern Conference. Georgia Southern has a couple guys. Yep, they yep. have Swindell and they also have Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan, right. But the App State is And Brad Paisley, I think. Oh really? Yeah. App State is uh uh Eric Church as well as Luke Combs, who's a popular young country singer with a song gotcha. named Hurricane. Go check it out, Lance. Ah, Broaden your horizons a little bit there. Um, all right, so you're going to go app with me on that one then? Yeah, we're taking the app. That's what I'll, I'm I'll talking about. All right. I'll ride with you. That's it's beautiful. A loss. Hey, we, no, we, we beat them already. We beat them when they had Cream Hunt. You think we're not going to beat them this year? Uh, no, app's winning that game. Sully and Kent are uh, dead to me. They picked Toledo. Bucky's still a good friend. <laughs> He's got app. San Diego State Army. Can't wait for this one. Armed Forces Bull. Who do you like? I go with uh, the fighting Rashad Pennies. I'm going to go with San Diego State here. I think this one turns into an easy one for him. This is why you see where Bucky is where he is. We all have San Diego State. Bucky's he's a he's a he's a, he's a trooper. Lone wolf. He's lone wolfing it with Army. I love it. Look, he's taking his shot. He's taking his shot. He has pulled the goalie. Uh, he pulled the goalie a long time ago, but. Uh, Hey, he's a good American going with Army. Maybe they win. I, I'm with you. I like hey, Penny. I hosted an Army-Navy watch party last week. It really? got intense at the watch party. Were there, were there people that attended either academy or in either uh, branch? That's all it was. Really? That's all it was. And there was beer involved. It got a little intense. Oh, boy. How does, how does Army for the invite. That sounds that awesome. One? Yeah, Sully's really well, not actually, happy Army about got that. The win. Who, are yeah. you? Who are you? What side are you on? I was on whoever won. I'm not stupid. <laughs> bunch of service academy people and beer i'm like whoever wins i was the mc oh it's beautiful all right let's not wear this jacket by the way yeah but don't ever wear that again by the way let me let me be a good friend you picked app i'll be a friend to you let me send you a lighter you can torch that thing all right the other games that we have texas tech south florida roll through these real quick just lance like south florida i like south florida troy north texas um we are both on troy there big win for them over lsu that kind of uh, cemented them for me. Akron, FAU, the Fighting Kiffins all the way across the board. Temple, FIU, Temple Tough, no doubt about that one. Me and Lance are on Temple. Sully's on Temple. Oh, everybody on Temple except for Bucky, FIU. Bucky's going to always zig when we're zagging. Uh, UAB, Ohio. Lance likes Ohio. I like UAB. Really for no reason. I haven't seen either team play this year. But uh, I decided to go with UAB and the storyline there of them having football again. Any other thoughts on the college football world, Lance? No, I'm looking forward to – we didn't even get to the Bulls. You'll be covering them later on. I, won't, I probably won't be on that uh, – be invited back on after the jacket incident. But <laughs> I can say this, though. I'm looking forward to the, – there's some games. What I'm games are you going? Are you uh, going to go – tell me what your uh, schedule is. Where, where are you going? 
Well, it depends on if we, you know, fly Lance to certain locations. But the two that I really want to get to is Ohio State, USC, obviously. I'll be And there. then also New Orleans is right. I can drive to New Orleans to yeah. the uh, Alabama game. So those are the two I'm really zeroed in on. Because there's a ton of NFL guys. As you know, you want to get on the field and actually see these players on the hoof, see what they look like in the uniforms. And that's a lot of talent at USC, at Ohio State, Alabama. I mean, we've a lot of guys who can play football. Clemson. Plenty of guys who are going to be in the league. Want me to make you jealous real quick and give you my my slate? Go ahead. All right, I'm going to go. I'm starting off with the Holiday Bowl, which is Luke Falk going up against Michigan State. Mark D'Antonio defense will be a good one. Then I'm going to go from there to the Cotton Bowl you just mentioned, USC and Ohio State. I'm going to go from there, flying to Phoenix, I'm going to go to the Fiesta Bowl, which is Penn State and Washington which is going to be Saquon Barkley, Vita Vey, a lot of big-time dudes in that one. That's, that's a huge game. Then yeah. I come home, got to do a little studio work on Sunday, so nothing that day. following day, I'm going to go to the Rose Bowl, watch Georgia, Oklahoma, and then Ooh. one week after that, I'll be at the national championship game. That's going to be big. That's it's a good be big. I finished. Well, I'm already done with Barkley. I've got my draft profile done. The highest-rated running back I've done up to this point, higher than Zeke and higher than uh, Leonard Fournette up to this point. I just point. finished just, him last night, so we can have just a oof. quick talk. I mean, who knows? Maybe he goes back to school. We don't know. We're not We're not encouraging him to come out. We both like him. But comparison-wise, no. who did you come up with your comp? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my comp ended up being Barry Sanders. Really? Yeah, and I wasn't going to go there. He's and a super-sized super Barry Sanders. Much bigger than Barry. But his ability to stop, start quickly in the hole, some of the things that he can do in short, tight spaces, all I could think of was Barry Sanders. So it's not a perfect comp. But that's what I ended up putting in there because he's so special at being able to to pull a Houdini in those tight quarters. That's a good comp. I ended up going with Gurley. Uh, I kind of went back and forth on So I was trying to find a bigger back just in terms of the, the size, speed, the versatility in the passing game that he brought to the table. But I'm with you. I go If I go pull out my notes right now, you'll see the stop-start suddenness and quickness. It's crazy. The, the other one, Ronald Jones from USC, his stop-start is, is pretty special as well. Um, it's a, There's a million running backs. That's another whole podcast. We'll do that next time. Uh, hey, Lance, uh, if you're an entrepreneur, I don't know if you are or not, a small business owner, even if you have a side gig, let me introduce you to Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Now listen, DJ, let me tell you a little something about Grasshopper. They let you send and receive calls and texts from your new business phone number. That's good to know. That way you can run your business from anywhere and respond to quiet, to clients. Dang it, we had a good read going. Respond to clients quickly with <laughs> Grasshopper's mobile apps. Grasshopper. Sign up today. Go to grasshopper.com slash sticks to get your $20 off your first month. I don't know if they heard you, Lance. That's grasshopper.com slash sticks. $20 off your first month. Are you kidding me? It's a win. It's a win all the way across the board. I was on our way to being a Hall of Fame read, and I screwed up. Quiets? Quiets. It was close. God, darn it. I've never Missed used it that by word. that much. Oh, man. Next to Lance Jacket, that's the most depressing part of the whole show right there. I'm <laughs> screwing that up. Please don't hate. Just congratulate. Oh, man. Uh, please, dude. You sound like Tease Tabor. Wait, on hold me. on. Let I didn't leave. even realize this. Sully, you'll know this. Is it hunting season? Uh, No. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. Okay, yes. you can wear that jacket then. Yep. You're good. Duck, You're good. duck blind. Yeah, duck there, blind. Yep, there you go. It is uh, hunting season. Safe. Hey, that's going to do it. Hey, we miss Bucky. We're going to get him back in here soon. Lance, I appreciate you filling in, buddy. Uh, it was great Absolutely. to catch up with you. Again, for those that don't know, Move the Six, three days a week, the Sunday night slash Monday morning pod. Then Tuesday and Thursday, you can watch all of our video, nfl.com slash mts video. It's also on NFL Now. 
Be sure to check out uh, everything we have going. We've got game previews. We've got stuff as we go towards the draft. We'll start getting a lot of prospect videos up there for you. So be sure to check that out, nfl.com slash MTS video. We'll have all our video goodies there. Uh, that's going to do it for us. For Lance Zerline and Daniel Jeremiah, thank you for watching Move the Sticks, presented by the Ford F-Series. See you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to NFL.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.